Welcome back to Small Constellation. This is Peaches Brittany, and um, we, we're, we're coming to you live uh, from our bedrooms and or various random other rooms of the house uh, to bring you this week's dose of mediocrity. Um, so, yeah, last couple weeks we were busy talking about or playing uh, Call of Cthulhu. And uh, some things have happened uh, since then. We've played some games. Some things came out. Um, so we're going to talk about those. And yeah, um, the whole gang's here. Uh, so what have you guys been playing this week? Or the past couple weeks? Well, uh, I mean, I've been playing so much Assassin's Creed Valhalla that I'm not sure if this is 2020 or 870 AD, so I guess we've got that going for us. <laughs> if it's 870, how are you recording this podcast? I mean, have you played an Assassin's Creed game? Aliens, obviously. <laughs> no, he, He's just very... He's got some like heightened meta ability, so he just knows it's all being recorded on his DNA, and he's just talking into the ether. I'm literally shouting into my raven's throat as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will have you know uh, Munin does not appreciate being spoken to in that manner. He will be telling the Allfather. You know, it does kind of... Uh, you know, Assassin's Creed does kind of make it uh, make you second guess yourself when you talk to yourself. You know, because like, e even if you think you're the only one there, you know, someone's gonna, someone's gonna sit there, you know, sit down in their um, what are those? What, what was that? The the what was the, the what? Animus. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's gonna sit down in their animus, and they're just gonna learn everything you said to yourself that day. Oh well, I hope. They, oh God. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a weird thought. I don't know. I guess I guess the whole point of the animus, though, I feel like it's to like relive exciting lives. So it's kind of like, oh boy, <laughs> this guy like sat on a tractor for eight hours today. <laughs> like that's fun. <laughs> yeah, future descendant, just skip over like maybe like 2016 to 2020. Just, let's just call that a wipe. <laughs> <laughs> don't catch um, me so <laughs> what tell me tell us about valhalla man i've been pretty impressed i've got to say i uh like i kind of expected going into it like watching some of the previews and early gameplay footage that they were releasing and i had a feeling it was going to be one of the better at least one of my preferred Assassin's Creed games in recent memory, but I, my honest take on it is it's probably, if not the best, it's definitely the best one we've had since Black Flag, at least in my opinion. They, like, <laughs> I could definitely go through, like, the award for best new feature and also the award for somebody on the design team should get a kick in the balls but like there's there are much more of the uh former than the latter so it's uh in general it's been it's been really good so i think one of the things that it's like benefited from the most and uh, i think nick 
Nick's probably Nick's been playing the PS4 version, um, and I've been playing it on PC since PS5. Uh, since I uh, can't get my hands on a PS5, uh, actually nobody <laughs> can get their hands on a PS5. I think I read today that they've like Sony was saying they've literally sold every single unit that's been produced at this point. So yet I see pictures on Reddit of people who have like twenty and are scalping them. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's probably part of it. But, Which. Uh. Which is really strange that they that you can, that they're doing that. Like they're clear, they clearly have to be either knowing somebody to do that, or they have to uh, be like, you know, using bots or something. Because oh, yeah. these places online are literally using, or they're they're not letting you put more than one in your cart. Oh, they're definitely using bots. So you know, to get five or six people at the same, you know, five or six bots to get to all buy one and send it to the same address. That's not very hard to do, and the bots can click an infinite number of times, basically, as far as we are concerned. So, yeah, you're not going to win a competition against a software like that. <laughs> nope. It was, and if it was you really... do manage to get one, then you'll have your delivery driver take out the system and put bricks in it instead. <laughs> <laughs> that I saw that news story too. Oh. Yeah. Um, something else that apparently is happening is they. I, I guess what happened is Sony made a certain number of discless versus disc uh, drive ones, and people were reporting that they bought the digital version only, but they got the one with the disc. Jeez. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, they got like a three hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, I saw something today. It was a screenshot from eBay of it was an advertisement for the PS5, and it's like you know PS5 digital edition, nine hundred bucks, and then in parentheses it just says box. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, some there people are now selling just the boxes, and people aren't paying attention, so they're spending nine hundred dollars on a box. Oh my gosh! Oh. <laughs> well yeah. the lesson today is if given the opportunity people are the worst i, I was gonna say i feel like i yeah. mentioned this uh to you guys maybe not on the podcast but did i tell you guys the story about how like a similar thing was happening when the so when the new series of uh nvidia's latest cards came out like they had like the like the RTX 3000 series, basically. So like the 3070s, 80s, and 90s, like those were selling out so badly and they had so many people that were just buying them up in bulk and like scalping them. Like basically there were bots that were just buying them up. And so people got so pissed and a lot of these were pretty, you know, computer savvy, tech savvy people. So they were creating bots to drive up the auctions that the bots were holding to sell the scout <laughs> cards. And so it was literally like bots bidding against bots to drive up prices on bots auctions um, just to make sure that oh, people God. weren't getting scalped. Like, like honestly they were doing it because they were so pissed that these people were trying to like, you know, rip people off that they were like, well, fuck you guys. Like you're not going to get a legitimate sale then. And I'm going to make a bot that like 
gets into a bidding war and like drives everything up so it's like so you had like and like the funny thing was you had like major news networks are reporting like oh my god people are paying thirty thousand dollars for these video cards it's like no nobody's paying that it's 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 bots like i I did like a little bit of reading on reddit i was like okay yeah that's what's going on it's not like people are actually at least i hope i hope people aren't actually buying video cards for like 30 grand (laughs) crazy Amazing. Gotta love people. <laughs> yup. But yeah. No, oh, and Assassin's Creed's good. <laughs> <laughs> um well Tyler, I was I this just popped up on my news feed, so you know, just beware. Apparently there are some physical copies of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven that have found their way into the wild. So be on Ooh, the lookout. That's uh well, good thing Tyler's not on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, If you're on Twitter or or Reddit, you might want to tread carefully. Oh, if you have wait, in what what uh, what I'm not following. What spoilers? uh, Spoilers. uh, Spoilers. Okay, I see. I see. Ah, I've never been like a game like that. I'm not. Well, I don't know. I take that back. I know. Honestly, I've been going in. Like, they've been doing a pretty good job of keeping the main campaign, like, the main story under wraps, so I guess I just, I have so little of an idea of what to expect that I don't even know if I should be concerned about spoilers or not, so I haven't really been keeping an eye out for them specifically, but I do kind of want to go in blind, I suppose, so. (laughs) Yep. Yep, we are getting close. Ooh, boy. (laughs) Playing it right now. If only there hadn't been a delay. <laughs> it's okay. One day, it'll happen. Well, in terms of what we're playing right now, I've just been kind of meandering my way through the Beyond Light expansion for Destiny 2. Um, I can't remember the last thing I did last night. I think I, I, think I stumbled into a, a bigger quest than what I'm ready to commit, or what I'm leveled up enough to do yet so i've got a couple things just sitting in the back burner while i sort out what i need to do next yeah after the uh so this weekend was the um release of the new raid and so that was the world's first which was was, i think it was completed in about four or five hours yeah that's what i saw on uh twitter yeah so that unlocked a whole bunch of additional content um, including like new exotic um, quest lines and some other story quest lines that um, have been pretty fun so far. Mm-hmm. Gotta go get your chainsaw sword. Uh, let's uh, let's let's do a light level check. Uh, let's see. Uh, pulling up the destination. So we Hold all on. know that we we know that Tyler's at ten fifty. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, I'm at twelve oh five. Twelve twenty one. Oh God! Uh, Brandon's light level has I'm been just so reduced happy to for zero. You. I'm just so happy. <laughs> uh, no, my cat decided to try to destroy my leg. Um, <laughs> I'm like twelve thirty five. I think we are the definition of casual destiny players <laughs> yeah. what are like the hardcore players at then 
Uh, RDX 1260. But with the artifact, they're probably at like 1280. Well, yeah, because they they all um, used the uh, moon to their advantage while they could. Yeah, and bounty farmed. You hold over Mm -hmm. a lot of bounties from last season and then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I see yeah. people, I've seen someone that was like at 100, I was playing a strike get with somebody, and they were at like 128 on their season pass already, and this was, you know, three four days ago. <laughs> so did, did you guys start at 1050, or were you above that? I can't remember when the DLC dropped. I started above it because last season's pinnacle cap was 1060, oh, okay. so I was at like 1059, I think. Yeah. Um, Okay, but but they still basically artificially like, raised everyone to ten fifty. Right. So basically any of the like what you've got now though is what you've been able to grind out since the DLC dropped, so it hasn't been yep. that Correct. long then, I guess. Nope. Yeah, and it's been a pretty fun story so far. Um kind of short, but I think as we've seen after the raid has dropped, they're slowly releasing more and more content. <laughs> yeah, it seems like they're getting better at you know, spacing out content versus like, you know, vanilla D, even vanilla D1 or vanilla D2, there was just a lot of, here's a whole bunch of content up front and then wait three months for something else. (laughs) Which I get why they went to the seasonal model. Um, It's a way to keep revenue coming in without the support of additional studios helping. Um but as a gamer who has a giant backlog, like sometimes I kind of miss those um, long stretches where I could mm-hmm. attack some other games <laughs> and yeah. hop back in. Also true. Yeah, and I mean, everybody is doing seasonal stuff now. Like, season passes and, you know, you have like a free version and a bot, you know, a paid version. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know... Just everybody is doing that, you know, some sort of version of that now. It feels like, you know, every game, you know, Fall Guys, Smite, um, you know, I'm sure like Fortnite and these other things are like that too. Um, yep. And has a season pass. What does? Watch Dogs and uh, Assassin's Creed now do season pass stuff. It's like, well, yeah. there's a difference between the season pass and like seasons where. Right. Uh, Destiny and uh, MMOs and any kind of multiplayer focused game have a few week period where you buy some kind of pass for uh, that that season, and it comes with a bunch of random cosmetic junk. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> And I mean, I know we've mentioned it before, but I definitely do feel like that is kind of the trend that we're seeing is just more extended development cycles for any big game that's getting released, whether that's with seasons recurring or a season pass, which still it seems like a life cycle of any particular game is getting longer and longer, which, you know, I guess I'm okay with if the base game themselves are going to cost more and then, I mean... I at least want to get quite a bit of content out of a game that if, if it is a game that I happen to enjoy, I'm okay with it, you know, continuing to be supported. But it is eventually that all mm-hmm. does kind of add up. So it'll be kind of 
know, we're we're going to rapidly approach that that you know point where a game costs a hundred bucks basically for all of its content. But we've kind of been headed. Well, it's in that almost like you're buying you're buying like a year long Netflix subscription for each game, <laughs> right? But. And so I could, yeah, it's going to drain some consumers pocketbooks because they'll have to pick like what kind of games are going to do or just do like i do and just wait till all the big games are on sale and three years old <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> basically my response lately has been like okay now it's becoming clear i can only pick like a certain number of games that i'm going to play in a given like release window or so many months or whatever um, and then the rest, it's like, nope, that's going in the wait for a sale bin. <laughs> like, yeah. it's becoming more and more games. So, which is really separate from the games. actually play bin. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. So, um, no problem. so uh, uh, Destiny, um, Beyond Light. Uh-huh. Um, what do we? What do we think of it? How are we liking it so far? Um, that kind of stuff. I'm enjoying it for the most part. I'm a little upset that I didn't get to take advantage of warlocks being god level for a week because all the everyone else was just bitching and moaning about it. Well, I was listening to another podcast, and it seems like a lot of the changes, the really fast uh, patches they've been putting out, have been addressed toward those sweaty non-casuals who are you know streaming and the one percent who's already at 1280 or whatever (laughs) um because they're showing on twitter and on twitch and all these things like these exploits and like the host of the podcast were kind of complaining that oh why are they all catering to here like when all these you know casual players are like why is my wither horde inactive or blah 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 and while I agree to an extent, at the same time, like the audience size of some of these streamers, like if they keep showing like something that you can exploit the game with, like that's going to eventually get around. So for, from Bungie's perspective, you want to kind of get on top of that before it gets too crazy. Now, some of the Warlock things I think they wanted to get a hold of and fix before the raid dropped so that there wasn't like a illegitimate world's first when they just yeah. cheese through with warlock supers but let us be gods <laughs> well it sounds like you've got a pretty sweet combo um with your exotic arms this season yeah I, i've been seeing a lot of those like a lot of people talk about them on twitter and i need to figure out how to get a hold of them well one thing i one thing I do like is that all the exotic armor pieces this season are tied behind the upgraded lost sectors. Um, and so you have to do them solo at either 1250 or 1280. And if it's a, at 1250, the chance of an exotic is rare, but at 1280, it's like common or higher or something. Which I kind of like the idea of like earning your exotics. Like, I also yep. enjoy like getting mine at the same time, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, the warlock one is pretty cool because if you melee someone, it sends out a poison cloud and if they die, it sends out another one and then it kind of just like can chain reaction. But the cool thing is 
if you have thorn, if you're using thorn while having those, um, I think they're called necrotic grips equipped, um, killing someone with thorn will chain, do the same chain. And oh, wow. so, and Bungie said they did that on purpose. Oh, well, good. Because no one uses that hand cannon anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's still kind of popular in PVP with uh, tick damage, but yeah, now it's going to be like godlike. Yes. So before we get any further, are we wanting to do any any story spoilers, or or no? I would say if we're trying to convince Tyler to get Beyond Light, we should <laughs> stay away from spoilers. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much inevitable that I am going to get it at some point. It's just, uh, when can I stop feeling bad about how much money I'm spending on video games? That's that's really the the uh, <laughs> well, that's the holdup here. So. Okay. Tyler, here's here's the thing for this though. If you're going to get it, it's better to get it now because you're gonna start paying for stuff that, like, either you pay, you get it now and you pay for it now and actually start playing with us now, or you wait until the price reduces because you're gonna start losing content. Like, you don't get to play this season, and you might have to pay for. That's the season stuff still. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, really, if he just bought Beyond Light, he wouldn't really need to buy the season stuff. Um, if all he True. wants really is just to like experience the main story and have access to like the stasis subclass well, with the darkness, true, yeah. he would wouldn't really need to do the seasonal stuff. Yeah. Does he need the season to do the current raid? No, you just need Beyond Light. Okay. Yeah, I might just grab that then. How much is how much was just Beyond Light? And 40 yeah cool that sounds yeah. right and, and then, um each season is like 10 i just have to give myself uh, a little Nick, i'd be curious to kind of i'd be kind of curious to see what you have have to say um because you were thinking about switching characters um because you've you've been a hunter main for years um i've been a hunter main since destiny 2 um thanks to jared and evan for that um anyways <laughs> um it's not your fault uh so i'm really enjoying the hunter again um you know i had considered actually myself uh changing classes as well um but i'm re i'm really enjoying you know the hunter super you know the the freeze grenade and the ground pound um but you've played a couple different characters right nick uh a little bit of all three. What what are what are your thoughts on which you know on the on the classes then? Uh, I feel like they probably could have done something different for the Titan. It's basically this the strike super again, but with a different color, and with a Superman punch melee. <laughs> I mean, that's worth something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think the the benefit or the plus size of the um, the stasis subclasses is how customizable they are now. You can earn aspects and fragments to like fine tune, add new abilities, change out abilities and whatnot, and it really makes the subclasses a lot more fun to play. Like the initial Titan Super, yeah, you ground pound, throw out some ice crystals, punch them, do your thing. But then you can earn an aspect that lets you have a super slide 
that will destroy any crystals you slide through and like do like a big AOE damage. And it just makes the the subclass as a whole so much more fun to play. Um, so I think ideally in the future, they would add these customize options to the previous subclasses and maybe your old hunter subclasses wouldn't be so terrible, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, I was... One of the things that I think is really fun, I was going through the um, exotic sword quest the other day, mm. looking for those um, those dead exos, you know, those three dead bodies. Yep. And, you know, as what everyone else does, you just go online and look them up. <laughs> well, you and I, Jared, found the same ghost or same exo that wasn't actually one that you could actually... I don't know how anybody said, oh, this is it. I think they maybe just found it and thought it was one. Yeah. But uh, it was on a platform that I couldn't reach. You know, and normally, you know, in year or, you know, seasons one through 11 of Destiny, <laughs> you'd throw on your Frosties and you'd, or Stompies, and you'd, you know, try to get up there. Not season 12. <laughs> now, I throw my grenade against the wall, have a ice shard, you know, shatter or, or ice wall come sideways off the wall, and I just use it as a platform. <laughs> um, that is really that's something I'm enjoying about stasis that you can use it for multiple things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing. Uh, I play. I've been playing a lot this week, and to the point where I was like, "Well, I'm going to go into Crucible." To get the, you know, the bounty, you know, finish the bounties, get my weekly. Um, that's it. I'm not gonna care if I if my, you know, if my, uh, um, you know, KDA, whatever. I don't care. You know, just went in no, you know, knowing that I'm not gonna get me angry at it. I'm just gonna do what I can. Try to you know try to get the bounties. The bounties are okay. You know, it was like five. Pulse rifle kills. Okay, well, I can do that. It might take me a couple of games, but I can do that. <laughs> um, so, it actually said, in one of them it said, one of the quests was, uh, in Mayhem, cast your super seven times. Okay. So. No, it's easy in Mayhem. Right. I got it in one game. Um, so... The way that the free that the, the the super interacts for Hunter at least, it's really really neat. Um, it will, it can freeze uh, other hunters mid um, br- blade barrage, and it stops them from stops it from getting or stops them from killing me with it. Hmm. Um. You can stop, I mean, Titans that are, you know, running in with their shoulder charge. It'll stop. I mean, it'll it'll freeze everybody. Um, and it, it, it works really cool. You know, um, I was really enjoying kind of some of the combos I was able to do. And, you know, I mean, obviously that's all you're doing is using supers for the most part in Mayhem. But I thought it was really interesting how the... You know, and sort of 
uh, refreshing. Yeah, a lot of people are not very happy about that. Because, <laughs> um, like, in the old days, pre-stasis, to shut down a super, you either had to use your own super, or, like, if you're a titan, had a suppressor grenade, then you could try that. But, like, now, like, you can just throw a regular old stasis grenade and, like, stop a titan mid um, thunder crash. It's like, freeze him straight out of the sky and he drops like a rock and then you just kill him wow <laughs> and so a lot of people are like okay i don't like can we fine-tune this a little bit because it's ridiculous <laughs> like, it's not almost not even viable to play any other subclass because you're just kind of playing at a disadvantage doesn't matter destiny's pvp is not that good anyway <laughs> There's some people who are super salty about it, so yeah, yeah. Uh, they can go find a better. PC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, I think just from what I've been seeing this weekend on like Facebook and Twitter, people are mad about either the PvP or they're mad about um, Aldrin being back, which is in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. <laughs> Oh, I guess that's true. It was. It would have been a spoiler for me because I didn't look at anything in the Destiny universe. Like when I found, when I realized that, I don't know what this was like. Season what two or something um, with uh, when Mercury got added. I don't remember when Mercury got added, but when that was a, when that was a thing. Yeah, that was the first. The first Curse of Osiris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curse of Osiris. Well, for four months before you know leading up to the curse of osiris drop they were talking about you know the the lore behind osiris being ikora's like you know mentor and you know that something happened where he got like banished from the vanguard and like is he a good guy is he a bad guy are you gonna is he gonna be the you know the raid boss is he gonna be your ally and then like a week before um the drop they're like you know that that was their whole platform you know the mystery behind osiris and is you know what happened and where is he now what is he doing is he a good guy or a bad guy and then like a week before the drop they go are you guys excited to go help out your new ally? It's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember this. Why? You know, wh- why Why kill the story like that? And to me, like, if I, as a video game developer, if I have to drop the biggest spoiler on my game to get people to play the game, there's something wrong. Now, I really, really am enjoying the story right now i actually it's it's either i took a long enough break from destiny or they did something different but i'm really enjoying myself um and you know just the things that there are to do and then the the new activities that sort of stuff but i don't know that that seems like a really big thing that people should just experience for themselves that doesn't yeah. seem like that's something you should, you know, say that there's like a new guardian or something that you can help, you know, that you can. Or like you know, but when they played that cutscene, and the guardian that helps Osiris, he's all shrouded and then he comes into the light. Just don't let 
him come into the light when you show the video. Like, right. Yeah, I remember you were so excited because you played that before any of us. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to see your guys' reaction. And then I was like, I kind of have an idea of what he thinks it is. And then when it happened, I said nothing, and you're like, that's it? And I was like, it was in the Vidoc. I already saw it. <laughs> See, I didn't think it was a big deal, because we already had that cutscene, like, last year when he when he gets rezzed. Um, True. So we knew he was coming back in one shape or fashion or another. Right, but, I mean, you didn't... It's still a... It's still a oh, this is when they decide to, this is now, this is him, this is what he did, and, mm-hmm. you know... And then, you know, uh, no spoilers, but to find out what he's doing and and what he's been doing and, you know, kind of having interactions with him in the future uh, was just really interesting. Um, And you can actually go to Zavala's office. I was in Zavala's office um, before uh, Seeds of the Hunt dropped, and you could listen to various recordings and incoming messages. Most of them from Osiris um, talking about kind of the, the lead in to the season of the hunt kind of talking about why he's gone, where he's gone uh, a few things talking about how all the planets have disappeared and this kind of stuff. So I, it was a really nice segue into the seasonal stuff um, that, you know, sort of didn't get told in the seasonal stuff, you know, that he went to several different planets and was seeing these cryptoliths forming and that it was attracting the cabal and, and, you know, I mean, all these, this kind of stuff. So I thought it was really interesting. Um, yeah, I know that's one thing they've been working on is kind of connecting the seasons more narratively. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's not always in game action. You kind of have to hunt for it. Right. But it can make it rewarding at the same time. Honestly, I have to say, so sorry to hijack things and whip it back around to Assassin's Creed a little bit, but you guys were talking about kind of new narrative directions with destiny it kind of got me thinking about how that's that's probably one of the things that has made valhalla a little more interesting for me this time around is it seems like they've invested a bit more into not only creating like little stories that you find as you're exploring like little lore snippets but i feel like the the characters and the overarching main story are a little bit more than just kind of the, and they did this a little bit with Odyssey, to be honest, but it was still kind of like in the past, like a lot of the Assassin's Creed games have been like, uh, here's how you've been wronged, go get revenge. And the story is basically just tracking down a series of assassination targets. And this time around, I really like that, you know, it kind of almost harkens more back to, again, Black Flag, which I really liked, where you've got this protagonist who has kind of their own continuous story that is, um, you know, he kind of, like Eivor, has sort of this destiny, like basically without spoiling anything, there's kind of a prophecy at the beginning of the game that gets made 
And that's kind of in the back of your mind, like the whole time you're playing the game. And it's really interesting how that kind of colors your interactions with other NPCs and you're kind of like building his saga, but at the same time wary of this kind of like prophecy of doom. And you're like, Ooh, how does the, how do these visions of Odin fit into everything? And I just feel like they've kept a more consistent kind of theme and, uh, protagonist narrative going all along the way so it's like it keeps you a lot more invested in keeping that story moving forward than than truthfully I ever felt with um, like in Odyssey or as much as I did like Bayek in Origins um, I still feel like they've kind of they've nailed the story element of it a little bit more with this one so that might be part of why I've been enjoying it but Nick actually I'm kind of curious like you said you were playing it too so like what are your some of your thoughts on the game I really think that the game design that they have for this is something that other games really need to explore where your main missions have you go all over the map. Like you start in one spot and you trek a quarter of the way across the map to do something somewhere else. And their side missions, they take place in one area you meet somebody, they have something that is within like a 30 meter radius that they need done. Like they're, uh, there's some really big dude that just speaks in rhymes and runs a fight club. And he's like, <laughs> you know what? Come, come join my little boxing ring. And that's the entire side mission is just to punch a few people. And then he's like, I like your style. Good job. And they have all kinds of funny stories like that, that you can tell in one area, you don't have to go to some cave halfway across the map to find some randomly generated object. So basically it's the Mandalorian um, narrative (laughs) trajectory. I like that. Yeah, Yeah, that's child. Actually, a really good point. I hadn't even thought about it in quite that way, but it does kind of turn the traditional quest design on its head a little bit where you're right. It's the main missions, the story missions that actually have you going out and exploring the map. And it's the side missions that are more just self-contained, quick little lore snippets. So it's like you don't ever really feel like you're getting distracted from the main story so that might also be why it feels like the main story is more cohesive to me but yeah that's that's a cool point and it is something that the witcher 3 kind of started right. a lot of things that <laughs> it, it is drawing from from inspiration right. from yeah the project red but just <laughs> much more so there's a lot of the map that's like yes it's the countryside of england roughly and you go around and find different things and like, oh, here's some fort. Here's a side quest. Here's a little puzzle to solve to find a collectible. And when they have all the side stuff really well contained like that, it just feels better. Yeah. Well, and, and since yeah, you've you already... Know, um... Oh, God, go ahead, Brendan. Spider-Man did that a little bit and so did most of the uh, infamous games where the the uh main quest uh, <laughs> even that in <laughs> the main quest 
would send you across the map. Um, but like the the side quests and stuff were kind of just on the way. Um, you could do stuff, but there were those times where you'd get into a side quest and it would tell you, okay, well you're going to start here, but then you're going to finish halfway across the map. Right. You know, as you go do things. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it but you're, you're doing things do. all all along there. Yeah. But um, I I I would really like to see you know what you're talking about because you and I had had talked about that at length. Uh, a couple days ago, even um, I believe. Yeah, I really think that's really like cool new concept. It's just this is probably the best I've seen it done. Mm-hmm. I saw a, a quest where you just come across this monk, and he's like, you know, God is so great, and his love is all that I need for sustenance. Go ahead and destroy everything I have. It is okay. And so you just start smashing up his house and like you light it on a fire and he's like, yep, everything's cool because I have God. And he gets up off his seat and there's a key there and you go unlock the door and it turns out he's just some murder serial killer dude that had a closet full of dead bodies. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. You caught me. I, this was a cover because I needed something to feel better about myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot of just, yeah, those little kind of mysteries. And most of the time there, there's um, a bit of humor injected into it, too, which is nice. That's a really good segue into Nick. Talk about Legion. Uh, the other Ubisoft game that came out recently, but... uh. Legion is weird in that everything about it is pretty basic. Like, if you just take it for its parts, it probably wouldn't be a good game. But what makes it really fun is the stories that you just kind of develop yourself. For instance, I had a character that I got killed because I wasn't expecting a fight in a mission. And later I was driving down the road in a giant tank from the private military company. And that character's mother jumped in front of my vehicle and got squashed. (laughs) So I can only assume that she couldn't deal with the death of her child and had to take, had to take care of it. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) What? I mean, it has nothing to do with the fact that I was driving like a maniac and everything to do with her and her grief. <laughs> Nick, get off the sidewalk. <laughs> I wasn't on the sidewalk. They were in the crosswalk. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, I've been playing uh, the Crown Tundra. Uh, DLC for Pokemon Sword and Shield recently. I think that came out at the beginning of November ish, somewhere in that time. That sounds right. And um, it's really cool. Uh, I really enjoyed kind of the um, nuances it added. So it's, it's another area. It's mostly icy and snowy, which. Okay, I, f- I kind of feel like the ice type is really heavy in Sword and Shield, that there are just a lot of ice types and, you know, all of the, a lot of the regional Pokemon 
are sort of ice themed. Um, so uh, a couple of them, I guess not all of them, but, um, so it, it seems like the, 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 the setting is a little overused. Um, but it is very different looking area, you know, um, they make it look different enough. Um, they, the story is fine. Um, you know, for, for a Pokemon game, there's nothing out of ordinary there, but the thing I do like is, you know, um, for those of you that know the sword and shield, they have these, um, raid battles where you go up against four trainers will go up against a Pokemon that has Dynamaxed inside a den. And Dynamaxing is just where they grow like, I don't know, a hundred times their size and, and strength or whatever. Um, so in the crown tundra, there is a new mechanic to the game where <clears throat> you, it's called, I think it's called the, the like a max raid layer or something like that. And you, you're given a Pokemon to rent, like to <laughs> borrow while you're going through this, you get to pick one of four options <laughs> and, and they're kind of random to some degree. And you can choose to, to connect with others or you can just do it with random, you know, computer generated uh, trainers and so you'll have a battle and you can choose to catch the Pokemon like normal. Well, after, if you catch the Pokemon, you can choose whether or not you want to add that Pokemon to your party as in switch out the Pokemon you're using with the one that you just caught. Um, and then after you choose that, you go on to another right away with the Pokemon that you, that you decided to move forward with either the one that you had from the first battle or the one that you just caught. And uh, there's a pathway that you can choose which uh, type. You don't get to really see the Pokemon. You can kind of see a silhouette a little bit, but it's kind of shrouded in, in kind of a mist, so you really can't quite tell. But you get to see one of the types of the Pokemon. So it's like a, if it's like a water flying, they might say that it's water, or they might say that it's flying, but they won't tell you that it's a, a water flying. Um. So you can, you know, look at your team and see what kind of type advantages you have and then try to find the easiest route. After like four battles, I think, there's a legendary Pokemon waiting at the end. And it's not like, you know, legendaries they added to the game or, you know, from the last season or anything like that. It's like I caught I've caught a Mewtwo. I've caught uh, Zapdos, Tapu Koko. Lugia, um, uh, I got a shiny Mesprit. Um, I didn't even know Mesprit was a Pokemon, believe it or not. And <laughs> so, like, it's really, really interesting. Um, it's kind of fun to just go and, and, you know, go into that and just kind of, you know, catch legendary Pokemon because that's not something that, uh, these Pokemon games are really very good at in, you know, in, re in, in all of our other, games we've ever had you can catch the pokemon that are in the game and that's it 
you know, there's no getting, you know, you have to, you know, trade or get a, you know, poker bank or something where you can transfer them from one game to another. Um, but, you know, they have regional variants on the um, Articuno, Moltres, and Zapdos. Um, they have Galarian, you know, region variants on those that you get to catch in game as part of the story. But then you can catch the regular ones in this, you know, raid layer. Um, there are, I believe, four legendaries that you can catch within the main campaign. And then I'm guessing all the rest of the legendaries are are in the um, this max raid layer. So it's just really cool. You know, I I, I, I went ahead and bought the, the, the Pokemon Home thing for the Switch. And something I'm going to try to do is kind of catch as many, I mean, as many of them as I can, of Pokemon in general as I can, to kind of complete my Pokedex, if you will. Um, but no, it'll be kind of fun. I mean, it's been kind of fun that uh, you really get to just, you know, legendary Pokemon are things that you don't really get to play around with a lot. And so they've added that to this game. I really am really enjoying it. Say, so, yeah, I feel like uh, completing your Pokedex becomes more and more daunting uh, the later on in a series the games are, just because it's like, well, now you've got, like, what are they up to now? Like 600 or 700 of the little buggers? Like, seven or 800, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. man. But... No, they're back down. They cut out, like, 300 of them. As far as like what's available in the game, or just like from canon, it's like oh. nope, that one no longer exists. Like... They made them all go extinct. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they overhunted them. Pikachu yeah. is yeah, in danger. <laughs> um, according to Google, um, if you include Mega Evolutions. Uh, because they have their own Pokedex entry. Um, you, there could be 980. Oh man! Uh, apparently, the official count currently stands at 893. Yep. <laughs> well, there you go. Ash has got his work cut out for him. <laughs> he doesn't catch anything, though. He just lets his friend go catch everything. <laughs> Doesn't Ash have a family and a full-time job at this yeah, point I don't, by now? I, yeah, no, I, I, mean, I think <laughs> he's going to be 11 until he manages to catch all 980. <laughs> yeah. His gift uh, and okay, his curse. Ash, so, Ash pulled I, a, Ash pulled I really hope there. that Pokemon Journeys gets a season two. I'm really curious to see where Netflix takes this. Um, because... I think I said this in our Pokemon episode, but like, so the reason that, that he's been 11 for so long is because he, in like the very first episode, he wishes to Ho-Oh that he'll stay a kid forever and never grow up. Well, he has another run in with Ho-Oh later um, in, during, during this, this Pokemon journey thing. So I kind of wonder if maybe, you know, (laughs) Maybe he I comes back, back. After, after ten or fifteen years. Like I, th- your magic is costing me too much. Die. You're, you're gonna get pimples, and you're gonna like it. Trainer, he's gonna get taken to fairy court like Timmy Turner did. And get his- 
Um, now, I do have one thing. Now that I'm, I'm going to have uh, Peach's ranting corner. Oh, jeez. In a game where there is no visual, uh, not visual, audible dialogue. So there's dialogue. You can read it like cut, like uh, you can read the dialogue, but no one says anything like out loud. Mm-hmm. There are no spoken lines. It ticks me off a little bit when the developers will put in a word or, or specifically a name that makes no goddamn sense. And you don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> like there is no context for how you're supposed to pronounce this word. And B E D E. What the hell is his name? Is it bead? Is it, is it, Beady, what the hell? It pisses me off every time I read this kid's name. Yeah, is it Bidet? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It just I understand you're trying to like be original or or whatever, but like be original in a way that's that I that, that that's got phonetics. <laughs> you know, be phonetically original. Phonetically. Um, but uh, no, I don't know. And you, you just gotta do like we did in the old days and wait for that Pokemon to appear on the show. <laughs> Otherwise, you just have well, to argue with it's, your. It's the kid. It. It's, it's it's a kid's name. He's one of your rivals. Oh, well, even better. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. No. In the in the TV series, if they come out with a canon one, it'll probably be they're like best friends. Unfortunately for you, Brandon. There is a Saint Bade. Uh, what? Saint Bade? Uh, you, you say Bade? Well, depending on if you want to do Old English or it would be like a Beta in Old English. It would be like uh, Bade in Current English or like beta in Latin. Okay, so if it was British, how would a British person say bade? Like beta. Okay. Well, this is a Pokemon game. I'm not necessarily there's no there's no <laughs> IQ minimum to play this game. Don't know your saints from 670 AD. Jeez, Brandon. <laughs> um no, the only saint I know is Saint 14. Yeah. Who's I'm... that Pokemon? <laughs> it's Bimmer. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the top down. <laughs> the only saints I know are the only saints I know are from Assassin's Creed, and they're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> the only saints I know saved the entire world from an alien invasion after being elected president. <laughs> what? Oh, I want a new Saints Row game now. <laughs> mm. Personally, I prefer the Boondock Saints, but that's just me. 
now I want a Boondock Saints game. Let's see. Is anybody playing anything else? Um, I'm I'm trying to play a little bit more of uh, Persona Five again. Um, I just beat the second. Uh, um, I took down Madarame. If anybody uh, has played the game, mm-hmm. um, so uh, yeah, still enjoying it. Um, I think I've put like forty hours into it at this point. Hmm. Sounds although about a lot right. of that might be me setting it down and running to the bathroom and the, or getting a drink or something. So you know how those uh, game clock timers go, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, <clears throat> that's, that's also, why I have uh, 800 hours in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I am also um, trying to complete our game exchange, um, sticking with Jedi Fallen Order. And I'm at the part where my lightsaber was broken and went and to the Jedi Temple and found a crystal calling to me and fixed it and now i can finally have a purple lightsaber (laughs) so as rare as the kuiper crystals are supposed to be in post empire star wars they sure have that in every single jedi story like oh no my lightsaber broke guess i gotta go find the last one (laughs) uh fallen order i think it takes place not too too long after um, or not? Yeah, not too long after uh, episode three, but before four. But they haven't. Um, yeah, they haven't like stripped Ilum yet of all of its. Or not? Yeah, Ilum. Yeah, of all of its Kyber. Okay. But yeah, all the yeah. all the Jedi playing this game are the reason that all the crystals are gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we we can do another podcast about Star Wars because I have strong opinions on lightsaber lore and how they changed Ooh, it. I would like well, to hear that. During uh during that conversation, um I'll have all the Captain Picard um lore to, to tell everybody. I would also Different like friends. to hear that. <laughs> and I'll be taking a nap. <laughs> you can talk about Gandalf and we'll and then then Nick can talk about Harry Potter and we'll have everybody angry at us. I Wow. I'm kind of surprised you didn't give Jared Harry Potter, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah. That's probably more up my alley. Although, I feel like I wouldn't do it justice either. I'm not a fanboy of, like, any one franchise, like, super hardcore. I just like them all. Just, like, kind of <laughs> like the glaze. Disney and Marvel. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> most of us... Those don't apply to what we just talked about. Some like the uh, the glacier that's above water, while like some of you are like the giant ass portion that's underwater. <laughs> Is that a fat joke? That really sounds like a fat joke. Only if you want it to be. <laughs> he's not heavy. He's my brother. My glacier's <laughs> on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alicia Keys. Um, though, speaking this of game exchange, things, I uh, finally finished Kingdom Hearts and have. I think I I finished it and I just turned the console off. I'm like, yep, nope, done with that. That that, that, <laughs> took, that took a while. So, what are your thoughts? Um, 
I can I can I can definitely see why like if that's your particular like genre game I can see how people get sucked into it and why people stayed so loyal for 13 years <laughs> between 2 and 3 um but yeah there's a lot of like once I got the hang of like you know juggling items and you know having Don like assigning Donald and Goofy specific things to do um, it got a lot easier, but in the beginning, before I figured that out, I was just like, why Why do people like this game? I keep dying, or they keep dying, and I have to res them, and then I die. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, and whoever whoever designed Tarzan's world, I hope you step on a Lego, because that back and forth was so annoying. <laughs> like, oh, I yeah. hear a noise at the treehouse. Oh, no, back at the camp. Oh, no, the treehouse. Come on. Especially yeah. since you have to walk through the doors in a specific order to trigger the cutscene to progress the story, and it is not in the, in the uh, most efficient way to get there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Though I did, I, I, I will admit I uh, cheated a little bit on the Maleficent fight, and I watched someone else do it on YouTube first before I did it, so I didn't die. Hey, like I said, that's that's a really you can if you're leveled up enough it's not so maleficent part one is not difficult it's maleficent part two that's the hard part yes and the thing that i found is that if you if you level up enough or if you um because there's actually a if you're you can get pretty good at it there is actually a way of um leveling up pretty quickly um and i found it to be uh very useful very easy to do in nether neverland nether whatever it's called i don't remember exactly what it's called in the um in the game but um you you can you can fly in on the boat and did you ever see the blue truffles with yellow heads Maybe. I don't remember if it's in. I think it's in. I think it's in uh, the remixed one. Um, but it's the it's those mushroom the mushrooms that um, if you hit them they'll bounce and you have to try to basically quote unquote juggle them with your sword just by by hitting them into the air. If they fall to the ground, they disappear. I think so. Yeah, uh, that that sounds familiar. Well, your counter goes up, and you get one additional experience point every time you hit them successfully in a row. So <laughs> the first time you hit them is one experience point. The second time you hit them is two more experience points for a total of three. So you hit them 10 times and you have, you know, 60 experience points or something like that. Well, as you can imagine, if you hit them a hundred times, which is the max you can do, you get really nice experience, you know, from, you know, those later levels, uh, you know, and you can, you can um, really gain some experience really fast doing that. Um, and it, I, I've always found it easiest to do while you're flying because just the way the flying mechanic worked, it was easy to stay under him. Um, but like there is a way of defeating Maleficent the dragon. Um, the The fight is somewhat uh, mechanic-y where the dragon kind of gives off um, 
what it's about to do, what combo it's about to do, in what order. Um, if you kind of just play it enough, and you can yeah. be ready for it, and you can just figure out what to do when that happens. And if you practice enough, you can get good enough at it that you know, with combined with your high, you know, higher defense that you can have if you level up enough and understanding the mechanics of the fight, um, it becomes a little bit easier, but the classic, uh, six hour game end with no save point. (laughs) (laughs) This is the final boss. Nope. Just kidding. This is the final boss. Nope. One more. Yeah. Yeah, and that final world where you're like walking around on air, and it's like, oh nope, you got sucked into a little pocket dimension. You have to fight your way out. That was, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. But cool. Well, I won't make you play the second one. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's two of us that are done uh, with their games. Then, right? So Nick and. Uh, now Evan are done with their games. Yeah, Tyler, do you uh, want to give an update on your game real quick? Um, I mean, honestly, it's kind of... I haven't progressed a whole lot further um, since I've had kind of the deluge of other, like, getting towards next-gen games to work towards. Um, it's definitely still on my list, and I would like to go ahead and complete it at some point. Um, but, uh, yeah, I haven't really made a whole lot more progress in it lately. You played what? Iron Maiden, right? Yeah. Well, uh, Ion Fury, rather. Not uh, they had to Iron, change yeah, Iron it Maiden. from yep. <laughs> Ion Maiden, but <laughs> um, but yeah, Ion Fury. Um, so for those who don't remember our episode, it's basically kind of like a, uh, I mean, kind of like a Doom, like Duke Nukem sort of uh, old school uh, first person shooter. Um, it's got kind of uses that. Uh, same retro style graphics as those games and but with obviously some very modern tech and uh gameplay so um yeah been enjoying it um also uh smite is coming out with the new god we play that a bunch still so they're um they're having a, a hunter um and it's going to be a tanuki I don't remember what his name is exactly. Is it Dazenboro? What? what what's the what's a Tanuki like again? Is that like a raccoon thing? For some reason, I think of raccoon. Uh, well, he I is a sort of like squirrely kind of raccoon kind of. It says Japanese uh, raccoon dog. But, <laughs> well, there you go. Actually, raccoon just are dogs with the coloration of raccoons. Oh, okay. But a, a tanuki is basically like a trickster of some sort. Um, they can, some of them, you know, many of them can shapeshift or um, they like to play harmless pranks on people. Um, I don't remember all of its lore exactly. They're usually portrayed with large testicles. <laughs> I'm sure that'll feature sometimes, prominently. Sometimes, in, uh, yeah. Smite. <laughs> well, the way they the character design, it looks like like he's holding like two jugs and they hang below his belt. So it's like uh, that's, that's kind of a, giving a nod to it. 
Yeah, that's a very PC nod. <laughs> that's a good way of doing it. <laughs> so, Brandon, they did confirm it's a hunter? Yes. Nice. That's a really interesting, really different uh, skill set. Should be pretty interesting to play. Sweet. The legendary Tanuki is uh, reputed to be mischievous and jolly, a master of disguise and shape-shifting, but somewhat gullible and absent-minded. It's also a common theme in Japanese art, especially statutory. Oh, there you go. I mean, yeah, they call it a Japanese raccoon dog. Well, that's what we call it here. I think they... Well, yeah, that's what we call it. Yeah, that's what we call it, yeah. Yes. One of the most famous myths surrounding the Tanuki is its ability to shapeshift into the form of a beautiful woman with which it plays mischievous tricks on passersby. I kind of don't like that it also uh, apparently has massive balls. Like, is that held consistent <laughs> in either case? I mean, uh... apparently, um, I, yeah, I was reading something else about it a little bit, and it does. It did seem to be something that, like, um, it's often portrayed as like a scrotum. Yeah. So Tyler, just search for Japanese massive balls um, <laughs> and report back. <laughs> That's uh, I mean, That's assuming I don't have kid. it up right now. <laughs> oh God! No, it, it just—that's where it stores all the extra mass it needs to shape shift, so it doesn't break the laws of physics. Oh come on! We all know that's just where the P is stored. So. <laughs> 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 wow and scene <laughs> um i thought about it no um but uh i didn't realize that the rhode island school of design uh mascot was actually a tanuki i i did not realize that um hmm. yeah 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 uh audience look up uh rhode island like the state, Rhode Island, School of Design, mascot, uh, NSFW. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> You're We're going to get our listeners in trouble. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I think that's probably it, right? Uh, unless anybody else has anything to add. Uh, no. Good. Uh, Bungie. Watch Pom Poco. What? Watch what? Pom Poco. I have no idea what that is. It's an old, kind of early ish Studio Ghibli movie about Tanukis. Oh. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, Bungie confirmed that Clan Luminous won uh, World's First, not Clawtivity, as most people were speculating. Claw was one of the. Uh... Uh, guys in clan luminous oh okay yeah that makes sense then yeah i just kept seeing the name clativity over and over and over again i'm like because he was the one streaming that everyone was like go to his stream gotcha yeah there i was <laughs> when was i was going through ish uh, like there was a couple yeah. of groups on the final boss yeah um i know um from the you know flipping through twitter i know like Dotto and whoever he was playing with, they, I think they were one of like the really popular streams, but they were like 
I think they said 45 minutes late to the boss fight when two other teams had already gotten to the final boss. Wow. Um, yeah, I watched yeah. It for a little bit. It's it, it, it looks complicated. Um, Jared, you said that uh, Glad had like several hundred thousand views at one point or viewers. Just a hundred thousand, yeah. Oh, okay. But I mean, that's still, still a lot for yeah. yeah. Um, and and Evan about it being hard or easy. That's what she said. Um, we just have to wait until they figure out the mechanic right, and then. Um, somebody puts out a, a video, like a tutorial online, as to how how to actually do it the correct way, um, and at least you know least convoluted, and we'll just do that. No, we need to wait for someone to find a cheese, and then we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, like one phasing ribbon. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's plenty of time for Tyler for us to get Tyler to buy. Uh, well, so we're gonna get Tyler to buy Destiny tonight. He's gonna play with us. And it'll be plenty of time to um, get uh, him up to twelve fifty, uh, and we'll be fine. We'll be great. Yeah, everyone that's listening, just cash out your four hundred one ks. They're not going to last another twenty years. Just cash them out now and enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to look at it. You see, if you take out a massive loan and then die, it's the bank's problem, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was having a conversation with someone today since we were talking about um, like student possible student loan debt relief, and I was like, you know, what if I just will all my all my debt to the government? Like, can I do that? I want to do that. <laughs> just put it. Well, in my if will. you are the sole person on the. Uh, the loan paperwork you do that regardless true but i want it to be i want it to be like a hundred percent like no this is this is you uncle sam i'm i'm dead and no one related to me will be taking care of it <laughs> you should have thought thrice before pushing <laughs> college on everybody and not making it more affordable um jared socials Twitter at Small Con Pod, Facebook Small Constellation Podcast, YouTube Small Constellation Gaming, email Small Constellation Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you guys want to see our Destiny video that we've been talking about for weeks, <laughs> go to any of those places and write a, write a really nasty comment um, tagging Nick and James. Uh, saying that we need to get that I haven't gotten their footage from it yet, albeit short. Uh, I still need their footage to 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 mash everything together. I need to find a thumb drive. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Two thousand three? You don't have a thumb drive? Yeah, there was only that like seven year period where thumb drives were used for anything, and now they're all gone. <laughs> <laughs> just everything's in the cloud now but the ps4 was out at the very end of the usb drive so i am not sure where mine is well if we do secret santa we know what to get for nick <laughs> actually I, I have mine i just need to uh format it for the ps4 uh, uh i believe x fat 
is the one you want. Is that a fat joke? <laughs> going to yes. go, uh, go cry um, into a cake now. Uh, look online. There's there's two different formats that'll that'll work, and one of them is better than the other. So if um, I don't I don't remember what the other one is. There's there's X fat, and then there's another one, and I think X fat's the one you want because it'll be faster. Okie dokie. Come here for the mediocre gaming content and leave with uh, flash drive advice. (laughs) That is going to be update in a month because it is a new console generation now and no one will care. (laughs) Yeah, don't fall prey to fake PS5 scams. Um, Tyler. Yes. Uh, Tell everyone except... Sony, goodbye. <laughs> uh, goodbye, everyone except Sony? Yeah. 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 Skull!